guys, and welcome back to another episode of Fit and Focus for Remote Work and Digital Nomads podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use different tools from nutrition, health fields, neuroscience, workplace, workspace, living space, uh, design your rituals, and... Uh, habits and all kinds of things you do, all with the purpose to help you feel, do, and look your absolute best. That's what it's all about, guys. We have so much more control than we think of. And neuroscience, you know, especially neuroscience research these days makes me really happy and excited because we uncover more and more tools how we can influence our own brain, our own nervous system, our own uh, health through adjustments to our behavior and our environments. And what's really cool about that is that now we get more and more precise information. It's not like, or think positively. No, it's specific protocols for gratitude, for example. Did you know, for example, that gratitude has a much more profound effect when you receive gratitude or you uh, watch gratitude from, from the side, you know, from outside, then it is for you to express gratitude. So when somebody expresses gratitude, to you, that's actually what makes the biggest difference in um, mental state and health outcomes. But it's just a side note. Today is one of those episodes when I learned some information and I'm like, I can't wait to share it. Uh, this is so fascinating. Uh, yesterday, I finished uh, another amazing podcast episode of Huberman Lab Podcast. Guys, check it out. If you are into focus, into goal setting, and you might need additional motivation to take care of your health and fitness, this is the episode to listen to. And today, I'm going to bring to you the most practical takeaways that you can start using today to reach your goals, to feel, do, and look better, right? That's what this podcast is all about. So let's start from the beginning. One of the major themes or thoughts on that podcast was that now we have data confirming that your energy reserves, like how well you are doing on all aspects, they that will determine how hard or easy, how far or close your goals, uh, whatever you want, seem to be. If you're in a really great fitness and your health, your energy levels, you know, you maybe you just had a really good energy, energizing meal. If you are in that state, everything, every goal, every vision will seem to be easier and closer to you. Compared to the state when you are not that fit, maybe you even have um, misfortune to have some disease, um, or maybe you're just hungry, everything going to seem to be harder and further away. And there's probably a good reason for that. Your brain, one of the brain's major purposes in our whole system is to manage your energy. It's an obviously, if your brain, uh, gathering, having gathered all the data, uh, considers that you are low on energy and you are sick and you're not really all that fit to get out there, I don't know, and uh, get new resources or pursue opportunities, what your brain will make you think is that everything is harder than it is. Very simply to help you to preserve that 
energy and to help you to survive and have a chance to thrive in the future, right? So your energy levels, like your true energy levels will determine how far for the moon, for the stars you shoot. And I noticed that long time ago, but I just never had other scientists telling me that this is actually how it works. And the way they measured it, uh, very simply, well, they actually measured it in two ways. They compared the opinions about the same um heal or some fitness challenge compared the opinions of unfit people and super fit people. And so when they did these questionnaires, as I remember correctly, for super fit fit people, uh, the challenge seemed super easy or much easier than for unfit people. Even the heel, for example, if you have to walk uphill, for unfit people, that heel would seem harder and higher and steeper than for people who are fit. And that they, then they also did that with some, um, I think it was Cool Aid. One was sweetened with actual uh, caloric sweetener, like maybe sugar, I don't remember. And the other one was sweetened with non-caloric sweetener, something like Splendor or something that doesn't have um, metabolized calories. And what they found is that two groups of people, they drank this different drink. And people who drank the one with calories... Uh, went further, uh, attempted tasks uh, more audaciously, and they also measured their uh, performance in some ways. So, so guys, check out the episode if you want the details of the studies. But what you want to understand is that when your brain thinks that you have more energy, you're going to shoot for higher goals, and the goals, the visions in front of you, any girl, well, not girl, but any goal, any pursuit, uh, would seem to be more approachable when you have more energy. And that's why I believe people these days, not a lot of people have great goals because your brain knows on some level that you just don't have the energy because you have neglected maybe your self-care or maybe your habits, your time management, your attention management, your mental resources management, maybe they're so all over the place that that's where your energy gets drained and that's why you don't feel like pursuing any harder goals. The less energy reserve your brain feels you have, the smaller the goals it will allow you to do. Everything else will just seem so much harder. That's why maybe for me, because I've been always optimizing for energy, changing the world, you know, building a global business it doesn't seem to be that big or impossible. I'm like, with time, dedication, with proper system in place, it's possible. Why the fuck not? I have all the resources I need, right? That's what my brain thinks. And that's why I think I also connect with people with the same kind of visions because they also have the same kind of energy. They're like, yeah, why the fuck not, right? And sorry for the profanity, but that sometimes happens when I'm super excited. So yeah, your energy they really do matter for the audaciousness of goals and visions that you set for yourself, that you envision. When you're in a low energy state, everything is going to be kind of so-and-so. As I 
put it on my Instagram in stories today, extraordinary life requires great energy levels and there is no way around it. And I also put something like I've never met super creative people who had lower energy levels. It just doesn't happen. And if you are not sprouting with creativity and life seems to be super hard, your energy might be the reason. Because believe it or not, guys, but people overcame all kinds of people without special talents overcame all kinds of obstacles, having a lot of energy and having no doubt that they can do it. So it's all about your energy levels. And again, you can be compromising them in so many ways, from your behavior to your eating habits. And then I thought, that's exactly what I help people to do. I help people to optimize their systems, their habits, their nutrition, their thinking patterns or cognitive models, the way they approach their work and life and relationship, I help people to optimize for great energy levels. And of course, things like sleep, light exposure, movement, breathing, all of that matters. And only when you put it all in consistent practice, only then you can hope for consistent high energy levels that will translate into bigger goals that you can envision for yourself. And also, um, you'll probably gonna attempt to get many more opportunities and you'll feel like you can get them and you can, and you deserve that and from there guys there is very little that can stop you in this life so that's theme number one from that podcast energy levels guys if you don't shoot for the moon your energy levels might be the reason and also your creativity if you're not that creative your energy levels probably are the reasons the second thing um, was about going after our goals harder and giving it more intensity and more of our energy. So what they noticed is that one common determinant of how hard we go for our goals was the perceived proximity. And obviously, we just talked about that, that if your energy levels are higher, the goal going to seem to be closer to you. But then also you can kind of hack that by breaking down your goal into smaller goals that seem closer to you. Um, let's say you want to build a million dollar business and you are making like I myself like 10k months, right? And this big goal, it seems to be super big, but if you break it down and say, well, okay, to get um, 100K a month with my corporate package, I need to only get 12 um, teams, about 10 people for my coaching, and I'm going to be making 100K a month. And then from there, you know, it's more than a million a year, etc. So then the goal doesn't seem that big. And then you have three months, okay, and you're like, how can I get 12 clients on board? So the goal doesn't seem that that big anymore, right? And then what happens, your brain actually will give you more resources on achieving that very specific smaller goal, let's say on getting four clients this month, right? So the takeaway from here that you want to understand, it works even in mice, guys. The closer the perceived goal is, the more resources your brain will give you to achieve this goal. It's like your brain wants to get this reward and it feels, well, from all of your vision, and your estimation, it feels that the goal is closer and now more resources are going to be released. With mice, they did something um, like the, the mice would go through the maze no matter what, but when there was a 
reward for that food in that specific case. And it was really close and the mice, you know, it was aware that there was food. It would go through the same maze much, much faster. It would give it all, right, in human terms. And the same works for human. When you bring things that the goal is closer, is getting closer and you're about to get the reward, it will give you more resources to get that reward. Compared to if you think that the goal is in 10 years from you, the brain will not give you that much resources and you lose the intensity and that actually compromises the achievement of that long-term goal, right? So the takeaway is you have bigger goal, break it down into something that is very close. And that's how you get more intensity and more energy for achieving it automatically. And also all more ideas and creativity with that. The next one is how to not, I get, uh, I guess, get discouraged uh, while achieving longer, bigger goals. Um, what they noticed is from research and also personal experience of the researchers who, by the way, has a book. Um, so the, what they notice is that we subjectively, without using any sort of systems, devices, or apps, we measure or feel our progress not that accurate and usually on the negative side. So what it means is the researcher on the podcast, she wanted to start playing drums. That is just the goal that she wanted for a few reasons to, to achieve. And she started practicing. And she noticed that she wasn't doing all that well and she got frustrated with her and wanted to quit, but she actually used an app to measure her practice and improvement. Uh, it's a reporter app and uh, I haven't checked out it yet, but it has something to do with asking your questions about your practice and how you felt about your progress, right? And so she looked at the data and she actually learned that she's been practicing consistently. She has been feeling better after each practice. It, it's just on some harder days um, during the months, she would not feel all that enthusiastic about her goals. And she felt like there was no progress at all, even though um, objectively using this reporting, self-reporting data, she actually has been doing much better. And actually also um, her husband complimented her on how she performed now with drums because he was a drummer, etc. Um, long story, but use some objective, meaning something outside of you, measure, measuring tracking progress system if you want to not get discouraged. Um, let's say if you want to grow your business, measure incremental progress. Now, not every day you can get a new customer or I get um, some sort of uh, very uh, big progress, right? But measure something that you can measure daily. Uh, let's say measure your effort. Um, how many people did you reach out over the course of past week um, with um, all kinds of business offers, right? Um, how many emails you send, um, how many messages you sent, measure that. And over time, performance and effort, they always translate into some progress. But sometimes that progress takes time. And we might discourage, get discouraged before that progress happens. And so measuring those uh, efforts 
uh, those actions will help you to get going because now you see, okay, I used to do zero reach outs and now I do uh, 20, 30 every day and I'm doing it for, um, let's say, a week or 10 days and you are progressing. You're making different actions happen and what life shows all of us, when you start taking different actions consistently, your result will change, right? Whether that can be a learning experience or, or progress that you want, that's another story, but measure your action steps, your effort objectively using some sort of, again, app system, calendar with uh, maybe some crosses for or check marks for things done, but measure it objectively. And that's also, by the way, what coach does. He measures your progress and reminds you that you actually did progress, even though you it might feel like no progress at all because you're living in your skin every day. So measure your progress with the coach or without, but figure out how to measure it objectively, not by feeling. And that's about it, guys. Uh, so what you want to get away from this episode is that your energy levels matter and they can be compromised by your sleep, by your um over, but you, by you over exercising or uh, not managing your stress, your nutrition, um, your ineffective usage of your time and attention, all of that can uh, make perceived energy reserves for your brain seem to be less, and that will affect your creativity, your creative solutions, your innovation, uh, the high, the <laughs> um audaciousness, right? I can't find another word of your goals. So your energy levels really do matter. And you don't get to decide how much energy you have. Your brain decides that without consulting you. All you can do is work on your environment and your behaviors to adjust that. Um, and then bigger goals will seem smaller and easier. To not lose momentum, <clears throat> to have the intensity for achieving your bigger your um, further away goals, you want to break them down. Because when your brain feels the proximity of reward, it will give you more energy, enthusiasm, creative ideas, and energy to an intensity to achieve those goals. So break down bigger goals. And then measure your progress. Do not get discouraged and have this energy of progress of moving forward. Measure objectively your performance and uh, your actions taken. And for focus, how it also matters, they notice that people are able to focus better on things that, that they can measure immediately. What it means is, guys, for example, you decided to run five miles. Don't focus on the end point. Focus on, let's say, what I do when I do my long walks is I focus on the next beautiful house that I remember. I'm like, oh, in like five minutes, I'm going to pause this. And then I pause this and I'm, oh, in five minutes, I'm going to pause that. And even when uh, at the end of the day, I'm very tired, I still am able to do that walk because of those incremental 
uh, goals for my focus that allows me to focus better on that. And then one step at a time, I do the whole distance. The same as your work. If you have a big chunk of work for the next, let's say, five, six hours of your day, break them down and focus only on the next step. It will allow you to focus more, to have more energy and intensity for that goal. And, and it will allow you to move through the whole six hour chunk of work much easier with more focus, with more energy and intensity, right? So focus on the intermediate goals, not on some far away, uh, finite project. Um, that's the takeaway for focus. So check out Huberman led podcast is their last episode. Uh, I also downloaded the book by the author. There are a couple of apps that are very interesting. I also downloaded and already one I started using. So check out the episode. Highly recommend you guys, if you are interested in achieving goals in focus and, uh, learning how to give more energy and intensity to whichever goals you have. So check out the episode. If you'd like more help with how you can adjust your energy systems, um, your nutrition, your health protocols, your sleep, uh, your uh, your capacity to manage your mental resources, cognitive resources, to not experience burnout and mental fatigue. If you need help with that, um, you want some help with figuring out where you can be suffering the most, where your energy leaks, so to speak, are then schedule the, um, the call. The link is in the show notes, schedule it. And I'm going to ask you very specific questions about what you do throughout your day, how you do it. And I'm going to give you a few very specific pieces of advice on what I would address first from my experience, where you probably are having the biggest leaks of your energy. And that's it for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Get more energy, get focused, and the sky is not the limit. There are footprints on the moon. And without further um, ado, please proceed with your audacious goals, and you'll hear from me very soon.